0: know other cannabinoids and you typically consumers want to see a um, a suite of cannabinoids so if you use this isolate you're not going to get CBG you're not going to get CBN you're not going to get CBC and um, it's pretty much a one trick pony and um, you know it's just it, it, it's a more it's a more processed item and um, just consumers I think are going to want to see it's a natural um, distillated
1: oil from the hemp plant. iHemp Michigan is a member-based organization backing hemp farmers, seed cultivators, processors, manufacturers, and hemp businesses statewide. Our members are engaged in defining the path to success of industrial hemp from seed to sale and beyond. We are committed to empowering hemp farmers, fueling industry leaders, and educating consumers to ensure hemp flourishes in the Midwest. Our focus is influencing responsible and fair regulation, providing grower education, and enabling full access to the evolving marketplace. I hemp Michigan advocates for wellness in people and the planet through hemp, and it begins with the farmer. Now, onto our show.
2: Ron Fazio is a former board-certified forensic scientist with over 20 years of controlled substance experience. Hemp Synergestics has developed a proprietary process to produce a unique hemp extract, BioDry. It is a patent-pending novel broad-spectrum hemp powder with 50% CBD by weight, using only 100% percent all natural and 100% vegan ingredients. The free-flowing concentrate nature of BioDry provides a solution for supplement manufacturers to create CBD-containing capsules that additionally functional ingredients. So, Ron, I want to thank you for having time today and come on and join us. We uh, we always like to get out this information to everybody, so, um, Ron, maybe there's some more you want to give us on your background
3: or... Looks yeah, like we need wanna... to throw him my life preserver. It looks like he's in the middle of the ocean there or something. I'm not
1: sure. <laughs> I wanted to mention, too, I, I met Ron. Uh, I'm speaking at the uh, Cannabis Law uh, uh, Conference at Soaring Eagle Casino next month. And Ron was, he's on the panel with a, a group of us talking about hemp. And what, what, I, what really interests me about Ron is he's, Yeah, because I'm always trying to learn in this space, you know, he's got a different way of doing things for his processing. So I want to pick his brain. I'm really excited to hear what you got going on, Ron. Well,
0: thank you. Uh, I apologize for some reason. I can't connect via audio to the Zoom call, so I'm patched through on a speakerphone. So I apologize if there's a uh, lack of quality in the audio uh but we i started hemp synergistics a couple of years ago with a co-founder ruster sosimo and original plan was to be an extractor and remediator, that is to, to produce thc free hemp oil as everybody knows uh, without remediation hemp oil contains an illegal amount or a large amount of delta 9 thc and not only is that illegal but it also there's a lot of consumers that don't want THC. They don't want to fail drug tests. They don't want to be impaired. People like me that actually get physically ill from Delta 9 THC. We uh, opted to use the technology of reverse flash chromatography to do this based on the flexibility of those systems, the redundancy of those systems. Along the way, we came up with several new products. And and one that we're particularly proud of is a way to make a um, powderized Sorry, my computer is, something's acting up. Uh, A way to create powderized hemp oil without using nano emulsification or lipo emulsification. It's using uh, all natural vegan ingredients that are, um, you know, in foods every day. And uh, this, you know, keeps us from having to use some of the harsh or or unnecessary chemicals that are um, used in either nano or lipo emulsification. So we achieve a way to uh, powderize hemp oil for the Nutra market, you know, for nutraceuticals, we standardize it at a 50% CBD by weight. It is a broad spectrum hemp oil, so it contains minor cannabinoids. <clears throat> and for the food industry, we've standardized it to be 20% uh, CBD by weight, again, a broad spectrum oil, so that um, this free-flowing powder can be used in existing equipment, existing recipes. There's nothing special that has to be done. It's flavorless, odorless, and um, really offers no negative impact to manufacturing processes. So the best part about it is this particular polysaccharide that we lock it in is relatively uh, untouched by stomach acids. It's only when it reaches the small intestines where natural body enzymes unlock it and release the oil microencapsulated for absorption in the small intestines. And that's where cannabinoids and oils are absorbed. So it's really it's a a clean very um very neat process that doesn't involve harsh chemicals or preservatives and allows you know hemp oil manufacturers to have shelf-stable powderized product they can use in just nearly
1: any application that's it uh mike did you understand all that um somewhat yeah i um... (laughs) am that's a that's pretty deep so let's let's unpack this a little bit so you're you're processing hemp flour, and you're not using any solvents. So
0: so when I what a, so we'll typically we have the ability to extract hemp oil from biomass. We typically don't need to do that. We'll typically buy hemp oil, um, or hemp distillate.
1: Oh, okay. So you're starting from the distillate.
0: Typically, we can start from biomass, but there's so much distillate on the market right now. We there just is. Start distillate. well will then remediate it using reverse flash chromatography uh, and then reconstitute it back to a to original hemp distillate but minus the Delta 9 THC. And this is a technology that several extractors have. Uh, it is it's not easy, but we're not the only ones that do it by any stretch of the imagination. We then take that oil and we can sell the oil or we can further process the oil into a powder and we can, you know, depending on the, it really doesn't matter what the original concentration of the CBD is in the oil, we can standardize it to a particular percentage for the consumer or for the application. So like for making capsules, 50% by weight seems to be the sweet spot. So it, the oil is about 55% oil. I think the powder is about 55% oil and 45% polysaccharide. Not- Nothing... Nothing else.
1: And that polysaccharide is what does the magic inside your body to get it to where you want to be best consumed?
0: Correct. It's a it's a polysaccharide, it's a natural uh polysaccharide, nothing manufactured about it. It's vegan, um, but it's in a helical shape. And the trick is we we relax it and we're able to drive the cannabinoids inside that helical shape, and then it collapses back on itself and and captures that oil within it. Uh, it stays pretty good shelf life of two plus years. Um, <clears throat> and it's untouched by uh, mild acidic conditions like in the stomach. It uh, can only be broken down by body enzymes, which are natural in your in your small intestines. So <clears throat> we have a product that's free flowing powder, we can granulate it to pretty much any size. So like baking applications will granulate it for uh, like, like flour consistency. For nutraceutical, they want something a little more um, robust. So it's more like a Parmesan cheese gradient. Um, And then, you know, it's sold to whomever wants it.
1: So you're, we have, uh, we don't really have the regulation in place for the food industry for CBD, do we? I mean, are are you seeing the contracts uh, coming, you know, for, you know, with that granola bar or whatever with your, you know, seems like it'd be a perfect application for that.
0: It is. It really is. Um, and yes, we are. Uh, we have both our own products, like Hemp Baker's line, which is some of the first CBD edible made from you know hemp oil, not from CBD isolate. It tastes like a cookie. Or it tastes like a brownie, depending on the product. Um, but um, uh, larger manufacturers are still waiting. You know the mm. the, the the big the big industry players uh, who we are having conversations with. They're still on the, still waiting on the sidelines until um, you know, the feds come along with some, some more direct or um, clear legislation. And it looks like it'll come out literally any week now. Um, several states, however, they don't want to wait like New York and have written their own rules. And those mm-hmm. rules are what we think is pretty much going to come out of the feds. It's going to be labeling. It's going to be accreditation. It's going to be dosing. You know, maximum dosing per unit, that kind of thing. No, no isolate has to be a distillate, Um, and so we see that. What we believe is what the feds are going to come out with with this latest uh, bill that's being discussed right now.
1: That's one of the things I was curious about. You know, what's the difference between your product and an isolate?
0: So uh, there's there's two. Well, it's more than two, but there's a couple of problems with isolating, and the biggest problem is that. CBD isolate, an isolated form, is an already an approved pharmaceutical. Epidiolex, and you know mm-hmm. the over long-standing, hard and fast FDA rules: you cannot put a pharmaceutical into a functional food or beverage. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, as my coworker likes to say, you are never going to find a Viagra granola bar. It <laughs> would be very popular, I'm sure, but <laughs> you're just never going to see that.
3: So um, no blue cookies or anything like that coming, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, Viagra cookies or Viagra milkshake. Mm. And so uh, that really limits um, you know what functional food and I'm you gonna know, move a little bit over so the light's not in the camera. What functional foods and uh, you know beverage industries can use. Whereas a distillate is a natural extract and it may be 90, 90 plus percent CBD, but it's a distillate. And the uh these states and the fda in in similar type of instances like with fermented rice vinegar and and other things they have um they've said if it's a natural extract then it's okay you can put that into a functional food or beverage Mm -hmm. uh, but not the isolated form of the drug the second problem is is that cbd is a great cannabinoid and the body needs cannabinoids but uh it needs you know other cannabinoids and you typically consumers want to see a um a suite of cannabinoids so if you use just an isolate you're not going to get cbg you're not going to get cbn you're not going to get cbc and um, it's pretty much a one-trick pony and um, you know it's just it's it's a more it's a more processed item and um just consumers i think are going to want to see it's a natural um distillated oil from um you know the hemp plant
1: what about terpenes? Are they preserved in this process?
0: They can be. Typically, most of our products avoid the use of terpenes because our consumers tend to want to avoid that, you know, that flavor, that aroma. Uh, but these can be locked in. Um, there's a lot of benefit with taking terpenes. We just don't see it in the you know, the more the more um, mass consumer market that we typically sell to. Okay.
3: Maybe I don't understand it as well as I should, but let me ask a question, and then we'll discover if I do. Um, the big bugaboo right now is delta eight because they're used. They use that acid process to get them. Now, would your process at all make delta eight safer? Then, or is that non-applicable?
0: No, it, well, both. It's not neither applicable nor nor um, would make it safe. The problem with delta eight is that. Um, it's synthetically produced, and a lot of the operators out there are not chemists. They, they don't have a you, know, a, a, you know, like I do, 30 years of chemistry experience. Excuse me. <laughs> Apologize. Uh, they tend to, and we've, we've, you know, brought in Delta-8 samples, and we've analyzed it behind me as an analytical lab that we use, um, and it typically contains an unacceptable amount of Delta-9 THC, solvents, heavy metals. Uh, there's a lot of problems with that, um, that, you know, you can't get around that with uh, powderizing it or any other way. It's just not good. The second problem is that the, the, the DEA, the federal DEA, so last year, uh, moved synthetic THCs, all THCs, Delta 8, Delta 10, Delta, I think you got the Delta 12, as all as a Schedule 1 narcotic. So while these um, THCs may potentially be marketable under state marijuana programs, they are and there's no way two ways to look at it. They are illegal uh, federally and usually on the state level for the hemp industries, the hemp players. Um, I keep you know reading articles about it, and it's always described as a gray area. and I find that funny because. The, both the feds and most states have, have made it crystal clear there's no gray area about it it's it's illegal it's a synthetic delta not it's a synthetic thc and uh just can't be used it's funny though the feds have not outlawed any other synthetic cannabinoid family just the thc's so theoretically somebody could make a synthetic cbn and that's okay mm-hmm. um, And I, I don't know why the um the dea chose to just keep it limited to the THCs but that's what's written in the rule so
3: I think that's more of a DEA thing uh, they're still fighting the war on drugs so uh
0: oh <laughs> well, I was part it's of that so my, so my background is this? actually in forensic science and I've I've operated forensic labs for decades and so I was on the other side up until a few years ago um so it gives me you know somewhat of a unique perspective um but there's just just a let you know Everyone know we tend to think of cannabinoids as you know from the plant. There are hundreds of cannabinoids, and most of them are synthetic, and uh, most of them are, are very bad. They will cause serious mental and physical health issues. Mm. And um, you know people think of them as K2. Uh, those are just an amazing number of synthetic cannabinoids uh, that have been in the market and um, really causing some issues. So the DA is a little leery of. Any synthetically produced cannabinoids, because of the the other synthetics that have been, um, it's a real issue.
2: So, Ron, you brought this up about you were in your past life. You were a, a forensic uh, scientist. Were you working for the state, or for the federal, or private labs, or?
0: Yes, yes, yes. So, we—I've um, okay. I've worked at state and county, uh, or city and uh, county labs. I started my own forensic lab. Uh, grew it. it who's the nation's first full-service accredited, uh, privately held crime lab. And we grew through um, public-private partnerships with law enforcement agencies. We would install and operate crime labs inside of their, their department. So, um, you know, the forensics in this day and age is you just can't hire a guy and buy a piece of equipment and you're good to go. It's a very complex and very regulated industry. So it was a lot easier for police departments to manage a contract rather than manage the lab. So we were able to bring them, you know, a a laboratory system for a a very economical price so they could get their work done. We could service other agencies in that area. And, you know, we've served in my career, I've served state, local, federal um, agencies, just about every level. So.
2: So then how did you, How did you switch to this then? What was your, what was the emphasis to switch over to here?
0: Great question. So I sold my company in 2012, 2013 um, to another company, a larger laboratory that did predominantly just forensic toxicology and clinical toxicology. Um, They, I'm from Pennsylvania, they're in Pennsylvania. They relocated us back to Pennsylvania, which was nice, I've been living in Texas for decades. And my contract ended with them, and I ended up uh, doing a little bit more work. I ended up working for a even much bigger company, and then around 2015, 2016, Pennsylvania opened up the medical marijuana. And I thought, man, this is this is interesting. I'm probably one of the few people that has decades of legal marijuana experience. So uh, I looked into it. I considered actually applying for a dispensary license. Opted not to do that, but I did stay involved and. One of those one of the major players was Ruster Sosimo. He and I decided to start hemp synergistics in 20 late 2018 early 2019
1: the the Pennsylvania market you know I listened to uh, Lancaster farms the newspaper uh, Eric uh, herlock is it but I uh, I remember him talking about in Pennsylvania they published all the grows and people were making raids with u-haul trailers. To the uh, hemp farms, what, tell me about that. How's, how's the journey been in Pennsylvania?
0: You know, I, to do that, I'd have to be able to judge it against other states. And frankly, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ill prepared to do that. I can tell you about, you know, my personal journey, the The licensing and, and oversight process has been pretty good. Uh, I don't have any major complaints. Um, you know, you, you fill out a pretty detailed application. You get your, your, um the owners have to get background check through the state um really the more difficult process for us has been securing and maintaining both gmp and 21 cfr 111 accreditation which you need for food and it's suitable. Mm-hmm. and um you know they're, they're, the, those are federally you know federally regulated programs and and your auditors are very you know particular about how you're doing but um from the hemp side the state's been good to us Uh, no complaints um and they were working through the pandemic and so i was pretty impressed with that um you know there's been some hiccups pennsylvania has there there been in every state but um you know generally i think it's pretty good here in pennsylvania they're not um as far as i know there's no onerous legislation against uh, the industry or foods um i think if i had a guess and it would be a guess Pennsylvania w- would you know sit back and look at what New York and New Jersey and Ohio do with foods and and nutraceuticals before they take it um, put something out there. So mm-hmm. no complaints about Pennsylvania.
1: Excellent. All right. It's my hometown. My home. My home state. Yeah, I'm a Flyers fan. I grew up uh, South Jersey. You know, I was a Broad Street Bullies fan back in the day.
3: Oh, that's the hockey thing. I was wondering where they came from, Dave. Okay.
1: yep that's it bobby clark bill barber all those guys
2: so ron you don't do any contract with any growers or anything you just get your product basically from the market or from from processors that you know that are making the making the cbd oil
0: correct we um you know again we, we we can extract from biomass and i'm sure we will be in the future uh but with the just Overall ponderance of mm. crude and distillate. We, the unique thing about the way we set this this lab up, and we've got a fifty thousand square foot facility. Instead mm. of buying gigantic extraction equipment and you know stuff that can do thousands of tons at a time. Based on my experience, I prefer smaller redundant systems. So I'll start with uh, a line, a line that I I know can can produce so much per month or per, per day. Uh, if I need to increase that, then I can add on to the, and make additional lines. So when a piece of equipment goes down, I never have to call a client and say, you know, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm not going to be producing until they fly out the tech to fix it. Instead, I may have, uh, you know, have to add on another shift or have to call the client and say, it's going to take a week longer, but I'm never dead in the water. So, but by doing that, the added benefit was we can accept, um, biomass, we can accept crude, we can accept distillate, and we have equipment and processes to handle it at any stage. So it could be a client that has a special um, non-decarboxylated distillate that they want remediated, but they want to keep it non-decarboxylated, we can do that. Then we have a client that wants to take Delta, we have these Delta-8s and turn it into a powder. We can do that. Um, then we have a client that wants Delta-8 remediated from Delta-9, And then turn to powder so we're able to take all these different you know unique um oddball kind of of difficult situations and just fold them right in so it's a we're pretty pretty fortunate in that like to say it was you know all my great plan but (laughs) just got a little lucky so so
3: do you, uh, you just serve as clients in pennsylvania or in other states as well
0: we, we, we've been servicing clients as far south as Florida and as far west as California. Huh. So all over the country, Oregon. Um, I don't think we've served anybody in Texas yet, which is, you know, sad. Do you,
3: have, do you have folks you work with in Michigan?
0: I think we've done some work in Michigan. I don't know that we're currently doing any work in Michigan. Mm-hmm.
3: So if somebody
2: wanted to get your product, I, I'm assuming that it comes in a powder form. Is how it's uh, I was delivered to everybody. How would they get a hold of you? Uh, do you have a website that they would go to to, 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 yes, to listen to the products?
0: Our contact information is on there. They can learn about all of our products. Um, they can have everything from uh, their distillate remediated and returned to their distillates remediated and turned into a powder, or their distillate turned into a powder with no remediation. The only thing that we can't do is uh, you know as a hemp licensee is of course we can't sell a non-compliant delta 9thc product and, and or delta 8 for that matter and so we we don't do that but but um you know doing that toll processing uh, turn into a powder or something like that is no problem we also manufacture a lot of cpg items from tinctures and salves bath bombs and um uh, baked goods and um you know we sell those all over the place we have a pretty pretty good white label program. If anybody, um, we have several doctors that use our white label program for their clinic care
1: uh, products. Is, is there a minimum? You know, I have five liters of uh, distillate, but it's only about 65%. It's not a real high um, ratio on the distillate.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I'd like to actually say something about. Um, Low CBD concentration distillate, Um, but we we really don't have a minimum. I mean, it's got to be more than a kilo. Obviously, the more you have, the lower sales is going to, you know, make the pricing. I don't do pricing operations. Um, But in terms of, uh, you know, back in 2018, 2019, low CBD distillate was considered, you know, the worst. And um, I got to tell you that low CBD distillate is actually a boon. Um, it's typically got a good, most of the time, a, a, a really good representation of minor cannabinoids. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's um, you're able to get more products and more use out of it because the CBD is lower. Um, in terms of our processing, I don't care, it makes no difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, in terms of making products, I can still turn... 65% CBD into uh, the bake mix version, like the 20 the 20% by weight. Mm-hmm. And uh um, you know, it's it's great, it's a wonderful product and very valuable. So I mean mm-hmm. imagine I mean,
2: having a powder. Can, you can, share, Wade, can I share my screen? Can you, you let me share my screen? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh in one second. Yes, you may.
2: Okay, I was just gonna bring up so this is their uh, this is your website here want to bring this stuff okay. so we could okay. see so, mm-hmm.
0: so you can go into products and you know we have introductions on the BioDry and the cannabis and cannaboost is really interesting and um the true the true thc quantification so thing with um with cannabinoids and you know i heard the the lipo crowd and the nano crowd talk about absorbability and they'll throw percentages out there but both of them have um, just terrible bioavailability. And that's nothing to do with the particle size. It has to do with your liver. Your liver will absolutely destroy cannabinoids, um, over 90% of them. Hmm. So this is well known in the nutraceutical industry. And they'll use something called P450 enzyme inhibitors. And These are um, natural chemicals. You can even eat them every day that actually block, temporary block those P450 enzymes. So you end up absorbing a lot more um, of that, whatever it is that you're taking. So if you've ever taken a medication on the, on the back of it, do not take with grapefruit juice. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the major components of grapefruit juice is nandrin, And nandrin is a P450 enzyme inhibitor. So if you drank it, you took that medication with grapefruit juice, you'd absorb multiple times more of that drug than you were
1: supposed to. And that's bad, uh, especially in heart medications and things like that.
0: So, um, you know, we have a, we have a encapsulated product with the BioDry. It's the NutriMix version. And we pack it with the nice thing about it is because it's so concentrated, we've got 400, 500 milligrams of space left in that capsule. Um, even with a 25 milligram dose that we can pack in by this, uh, this these enzyme inhibitors and so when you take one of our capsules it, you feel it i mean you, you feel the, the the cannabinoids hit you
1: hmm.
0: so um it's a you know it's it's a great product and again no harsh chemicals no preservatives vegan i mean there's really not a lot not to like about it the true device if you want to go back to products This is a a product, this is a disposable field test kit that can semi-quantitate Delta-9 or really all the THCs in plant material. And so this is designed, this first version, to be a rapid roadside test for law enforcement to distinguish between marijuana and hemp. Hmm. So if they have a person that has, a lot of people smoke hemp, it's it's a great way to ingest cannabinoids. And if they get pulled over, it's, you know... Not a similar plant. It's the exact same plant <laughs> as marijuana. Mm. And there's no no field test that can and tell police, hey, this really is consistent with him." And so for them, you know, they don't want to arrest anybody. They don't have to. Um, and uh, they don't want to, you know, just impinge on anybody's civil rights. Not to mention the fact that they've got to send this sample off to a lab and it's going to take months, literally months, hundreds of dollars to get the result. Mm. So by providing this, that can in a couple of minutes have a result an objective result that says you know this is this is measuring at one percent delta 9thc which is far more consistent with hemp than it is for marijuana so um, we're really proud of that we developed that with purdue university northwest and um, we're actually in the in the process right now of handing this over to a large-scale manufacturer um, that can make this in the tens of thousands
1: so, pretty excited about it. Yeah, it's good to have those tools. Yeah,
0: the next version will be with a, a handheld either turbidity meter or spectrometer that uh, you know, like one of those pull pH meter tests uh, that will be able to distinguish what we think right now to .01 delta nine THC, and that will put it squarely in the in um, you know the hands of regulators, hemp regulators, farmers uh, that need that you know .01 percent. Right now we're about 0.1 with a visual test.
2: So will this measure, I mean, we'll give you the exact. So if it's a 12% CBD, if it's marijuana, will it tell you that? Or will it just tell you if it's over the 0.3? It'll,
0: it'll the- it distinguish 0.3, 1, 2, 4%. Okay. So it would, it would respond that this is higher than 4%. Okay. And I think most law enforcement agencies would classify that as marijuana. Um, so, you know, the, the unique thing is that states have different levels. Some states are 0.3, some states are 1. And I can tell you from personal experience, the law enforcement agencies will have their own internal policy. So if their state is 1%, they may say, you know, we're, gonna, we're not investigating anything under 2%. And so it gives them that ability to match their internal policy with the not only the state law, but, you know, the expectations of their community. So...
2: So, so you have a, a drink mix and a bake mix here as well.
0: Correct. So the drink mix is a little different. Um, it is, we actually have technically three different versions of the, of the drink mix, depending on the application. And once again, it's vegan, it's 100% all natural. Uh, but the, the drink mix, if it's a point of sale versus a hot pack versus a um, large scale, um, non-hot pack situation. And technically, the three different formulations, very similar um, materials in there. But uh, what will work for a hot pack, like um, some iced teas, for example, or hot packs, won't necessarily work for a point of sale. They won't, um, they won't mix uh, the right way. So we technically have three different versions of the drink mix, but all are made with um, vegan materials, no harsh chemicals, no preservatives, and you know, real hemp oil.
3: Well, I think Blaine's going to be real interested in the cake mix, right, Blaine? <laughs>
2: I'm interested in all of it, but yeah, I'm trying to figure out now, how can I make how can I make some cookies. <laughs>
3: there you go, right yeah, there. So we, Looks we like there's we
2: um, to. Um,
0: we sell a on our uh, Pure Synergistics website. We sell um, a, a box that you can buy three packets of the bake mix, and. You can literally mix it into your favorite recipe. So, if you're making pancakes, you mix your dry ingredients first. You just dump one of these in there. Each packet contains 400 milligrams of CBD, including uh, miners. You just dry mix it. Then you mix in your oil and your eggs and make your pancakes like normal. You won't be able to taste it. Uh, you won't be able to. Um, and before you buy anything here, we have a ton of sales all the time. So, I, I suggest looking it up on Instagram or Facebook um, to find out where the sales are. Okay. But um, it's literally as easy as tearing the pouch open, pouring it in, mixing as normal, and baking as normal. Hmm. The only thing that we've seen um, have a uh, little bit of loss in the CBD are deep fried goods with a high surface area. Hmm. So, corn dogs, you're going to see about a 30% loss. Donuts, we see about a 30% loss. And that's because the outside of the material has a lot of surface area, and that's a 400-degree cooking process, and it will destroy the cannabinoids on the outside.
1: Mm.
0: But other than that, baked goods stay way under the, the um, denaturing temperatures of the cannabinoids.
1: How many packets do you get in that one little box, sir?
0: You get three packets each with um, 400 milligrams so 400 milligrams. Uh, your typical recipes at home are 12 to 16 servings, whether it's cookies or bread or pancakes. So you put one packet in, you're going to get anywhere from 25 to 33 milligrams per slice of bread or per two cookies or. Well,
1: you know. that's a pretty good dose. You know, so you know, with your background in science, uh, you know, the industry hasn't really come out to specify. Hey, we need, we don't have a dietary supplement guideline to say, you know, you need 50 milligrams of CBD a day or, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I think, you know, the industry seems to be settling around 25 milligrams and, um, I I've got no reason to think that's not appropriate. I think the bigger issue is how are you taking that? And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, you see a lot of products out there, especially on Amazon, that, you know, advertise, Seeing where they advertise millions of milligrams. <laughs> and you did the math, and it's like the one jar contains supposedly two kilograms of CBD. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so people are, at least the uninformed, are shooting for, well, the more I take, right? the more, if I take more vitamin C, I'll be healthier, or if I take more, you know, yeah. multivitamins, I'll be healthier. And I, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think it's more dependent on how you take it. And the current science is pretty clear that taking it with food is the way to go. Hmm. And that's a 14x improvement in absorbability, especially with fatty foods. Um, you know, And uh, so people that are, are going to be able to incorporate this into food or food products, real food, I'm not talking gummy bears, um, are, are generally going to see a better result. Um, from my, you know, circle of friends and family that take our products, generally speaking, the people that have um, relatively minor issues seem to be fine with 25 milligrams a day. Those with, you know, more difficult problems tend to do with 50 a day. Probably take twice, once 25, but twice a day. Um, so that they're, they're really addressing their back issue or their, um, you know, arthritis or what it is that they're trying to mitigate. Um, in terms of, of um, you know, acute injuries, I, I think loading it up as much as possible, specifically with the topicals, seems to have a better effect. And it's less about how many milligrams, um, just load them up. And it's it's um, like patches and, and topicals really seem to help cervical acute issues from rashes to, um, you know, cuts, stuff like that.
3: So with your cake mix, then it'd be one cookie a day or two cookies a day, right? Uh, To get that 25 or 50 milligrams or.
0: Well, my daughter makes my, my daughter makes the cookies at home. And sometimes a batch of cookies is like, you know, 24 cookies. And sometimes it's 48. I I don't know why, um, (laughs) but, uh, I guess it depends on the size of the cookie. So. You know, if you want 25 milligrams a day, you'd want your serving or you'd want your serving to be, um, you know, basically to be 16 out of that recipe, 16 slices of bread, 16 cookies. Um, You could put this in icing. We've seen people do that. Mm -hmm. And instead of putting it in the bakery, they'll put it in the icing and, you know, put that on the top. You put it in gravies. Um, I think that would be a pretty interesting way to deliver cannabinoids in a turkey gravy but um, hmm. we haven't found a food yet that this doesn't pair well with a smoothie um, a shake you know stuff like that do
1: very well in. chocolate peanut butter protein balls might work out.
3: <laughs> yeah look those award-winning ones that yeah. i know a guy makes yeah. right uh,
0: yeah. that helps too so don't underestimate uh you know nutritional fat obviously you want it, you're consuming good fats but um it really boosts the, the absorbability and the bioavailability of the cannabinoids. And this is coming from independent medical studies. This is not, you know, me. Yeah. And so the, you know, price, price point. You can't beat making your own. You just can't, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, one of the things I knew first walking into CBD stores is it's nothing but gummies. And, you know, they have these stupid gummies at five bucks a piece for 25 milligrams. Mm and you know we make them people buy them but how many gummies can you eat i I think i'd get sick of them so (laughs) this balm is great we've had a lot of really good success with this balm. um this is not using um bio drying the powderized hemp oil although we are we do have a time release version that includes straight up distillate and bio dry as a delivery device so Hopefully,
3: it'll be coming out with
1: that soon. Huh. Excellent. Well,
2: I can see that the hamper is going to have to uh, buy some of that uh, that bake mix, and we're going to have to have some recipes with that in the near future.
1: Yeah, Ron, we need to get, get you guys at uh, in Lansing in January at the Midwest IHEMP Expo. Yeah, love to right. come. Yeah, so I'll, I'll send you some information on that.
3: We, we guarantee it'll be 70 degrees inside the expo. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love cold weather. Yeah, you'll, you'll be.
1: You right love at
3: Michigan, home. then.
0: Great <laughs> <Right> at home.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Thanks so much, Ron. This is good information.
3: I always yeah. love it. I
0: learn new things all the time. This is right
1: Yeah. Point. You know, tech technology is great when it works.
0: I have, it's never happened to me before, ever. So, okay. um, yeah, but we made out. We'll be we
1: over yeah. so,
0: you. Know, so, just scroll down a little bit okay. mm-hmm. on this page.
3: It looks like your brother in the middle. Is that your brother or no? Oh, that's kidding. (laughs) That's it. I know. Younger picture there. You're less gray like me,
1: you know. (laughs) Can you scroll down a little, Blaine?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. So Charlie Batch uh, is part of our team.
0: Um, I'm just really super proud about that. And um, that, that happened a couple of months ago. Mark Mangieri, our vice president of sales and brand, this guy came from, uh, you know, the food and nutraceutical world, and he's sold with his companies hundreds of millions of dollars of nutraceutical products. So in, in terms of how, why we make the CannaBoost and, and um, you know, the, the NutriMix versus BakeMix, it's because of Mark. Mark had the division. I, I was able to you know, help make it happen, but uh, Mark's the driver behind that. So a couple of our chemists, we haven't we haven't uh, updated with everybody they're great
1: takes the team yep excellent
2: well Ron, I want to thank you very much for being on the show today and uh, again great information um you know, again we're learning every time every day there's more and more things that we're learning to do with the hemp and the hemp plant and uh this is just another uh another show of that what can be done so
0: it's my yeah. pleasure. My honor. Thank you. And I'm very sorry about the login.
2: <laughs> oh, no. you were, you were, that was fine. It worked out just fine. So yeah. uh, we're well, looking forward to seeing you. Or will you be at any uh, of the recent uh, expos? Are you planning on being at any of the expos coming up in the near future? I know there's a one out East and some other stuff, but.
0: So I know we are, um, I don't know which ones, one's out in Las Vegas. I, I don't pay attention. Yep. I'm sorry. Um,
1: um, MJ um,
0: but russ or sosmo is going to that one i think russ and mark are both going to that one i think it's the white label expo if okay. i recall correctly uh i'm of course going to be out in um, was that michigan in a month or two well it's end mm-hmm. of september um i don't know what other shows that our sales team has planned
3: there's a big one in raleigh on labor day weekend
1: yeah the southern hemp expo which will be there
3: well, Ron, we'll
2: uh, we'll keep tabs with you, and uh, as new as new products come out, as new uh, inventions you guys work with come on, let us know. We'll be uh, we'll be glad to share that with everybody. And uh, like I say, we'll be getting some of the uh, bake mix, and uh, what kind do we want, guys? You want chocolate chip? You want
1: raisin? You want oatmeal raisin? We'll figure what? that. Do you have a recipe for today, Blaine? Do you got it? You, you got Yeah, stick, yeah, stick it around,
3: Ron. Then you'll see where the baking goods comes in here with Blaine. You know. Right. So, yeah.
2: Uh, Could Just a couple things before we get into the the recipe for today. I want to remind everybody that uh, uh, January 21st and 22nd uh, will be the uh, Midwest IHEMP Expo. Uh, That'll be in Lansing. We uh, had a great meeting there this week. We went through the facility, both there and the Radisson, and they're really looking forward to uh, our event and the Hempies Award. You know, uh, Ron, you may want to enter this into the Hempies Awards, too, just to get a little more publicity out there on it. We'll get you some information on that. Uh, so that's going to be a fun, that's going to be Friday night. Now, Thursday, before the event, we're planning to have a, a training session with uh, the U.S. Hemp Authority and Food ID Chain, Food Chain ID, uh, about how everybody gets step makes their next steps towards getting certified and getting the U.S. Hemp Authority seal on that. So look forward for that. We also got a webinar coming up on the 25th. That's going to be on a, on a Wednesday, both at noon and at seven o'clock. Uh, with Food Chain ID, again, just to talk about the certification process and how important this is moving forward so everybody understands that they're getting a good, safe product out there. So that'll be coming up. Uh, at this point, uh, the website is up for the uh, for the expo. You can uh, exhibitors can reserve their spaces. We have limited uh, that we're on that. Uh, so get your space soon for that. You can also buy your tickets and we'll soon be having the speakers and the agenda up very quickly on that too. two days of, of speaking, uh, the party Friday night, and it's going to be a good time. And again, we can promise uh, indoor no snow, nice temperatures for the indoors. You can walk right across from the Radisson to the Glancing Center, never have to go outdoors. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, Let's see. The other thing coming up uh, is in uh, Indiana, uh, Monday, August 30th, is the Fiber Form and Field Day coming up. You need to register for that. That's in uh, Martinsville, Indiana. And then um, also uh, the Show Me State, uh, they have their uh, event coming up, the second annual Ag Classic Expo. That's August 24th. And uh, then uh, Illinois is having their, uh, their meeting, and I don't have that date. It's September
1: uh september 20 i have it and we're doing a frisbee event there
2: yeah they've got a disc golf there
1: yeah we're very cool. it's very cool it's a golf course
2: and then i got a difficult disc off there you can find all of these dates and all these information more information on the website also don't forget that uh the wisconsin is looking for all of you that have your little favorite little spots that you have your ditch weed out there they're looking for feral hemp studies so they're looking for someone to share that information. They promised not to share that with anybody, but.
1: Could, could you show our events page, Blaine, while you're, you're sharing your screen? Can you go to okay. IHEP Michigan to the events page? hmm. You know, so people know where to get this information.
2: IHEMPMichigan.com. So, where you want to go to, and then you go to HEMP, hemp, hemp events. events. Oop, there we go. And you can get the calendar.
1: Um, yeah, just, yeah, the HEP events link works the same. Mm-hmm.
2: So, also uh oh this uh this saturday oh there we go good good good, good segue David. i'm glad we got that so this saturday if you haven't uh, if you got time you want to come have some fun we're going to have a little road rally uh in the comfort of your own car um so we're going to start at uh, mid michigan hemp supply in midland and we're going to go to the craft hemp company in midland uh, get some goodie bags there uh they're definitely worth the price of admission it's only ten dollars if you want to get a shirt uh you can get that as well then we're going to drive over to the Thumb area. We're going to go see Mark Vollmer. He's growing some organic uh, hemp seed grain. Uh, and then we're going to get a stop. Uh, we're hoping we're going to be able to talk to the farmer, but nothing else we're going to drive by. They're doing. Uh, there's a number of acres that are being grown in the Thumb area that are contracted, CBD acres, um, organic. And so we're going to get a drive by there at least and maybe a little bit of information on that. And then we're going to wind up and have a fun little event down here in Birch Run at the Birch Run Wellness Center. Uh, Ron's going to be our host there, and we're going to have a little uh, dinner and a little giveaway. So what's going to happen is on this is that every stop we have, you're going to get a playing card, so a discard, um, and you make your best poker hand in the end, and the and the winner, we'll have, winner uh, we'll have a gift for the winners in the end down there. So everybody's going to get something. going to be a fun time. This is our August hemp working event. Our September hemp working event will be held in conjunction with the uh, uh, the West Michigan uh, cannabis and hemp expo as well as the stem I was my steam but it's stem uh, event that's going to be going on grand rapids so that's going to be our big event for uh, for the month of september so with that guys if i forgot anything
1: you've done no. well thank you
2: mike how about your show next week you know who you're going to have on or not at this point
3: we're talking to dark bank trying to get them on we're going to try to feature a, a new cannabis friendly bank uh, as we work our way through the list of six uh, and then we're also going to be talking about the Grand Rapids event on the, uh, September 11th, the Canna Expo up there in Grand Rapids. So we're going to have the organizer for that event on the show.
2: And, and Mike, when is that show again? It's
3: uh, Wednesdays at one o'clock on Facebook, and then uh, it's available on demand at a number of locations afterwards if you can't watch it live.
2: All right, Dave, I'm going to stop sharing, Or do I, or do I have it? Dave, do you have the recipe?
1: I do not. I was hoping you could, since you're sharing already.
2: Uh, here we go. Hemp. So, if you want to find all the recipes that we've been doing, we've been putting up here. Uh, we we have them up there for else. you. Actually, go down under hemp recipes, and you click on that, and we're going to bring up today's recipe.
0: Should be in left column,
2: right. Right, right there. there.
3: Ooh, I, I think some of Ron's product could fit nicely into that. Don't you I,
2: think you know, I think it'll go right in that nice blueberry muffin. Absolutely. Ooh, yeah. I right there. Absolutely.
0: so many muffins and cookies and
2: cupcakes. <laughs> 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 and you can even put in the like you said, you can even put in smoothies. So this is the uh, this is the Kiwi Ginger Zinger Protein Smoothie with hemp Hearts is what this oh, is.
1: Click on it, Blue. Yep. There we go. Beautiful. Yeah, mm, looks. So it's a
2: real oh. simple recipe, um, you know, five minutes. I like things that are quick and easy. Um, today I have to I have to give the uh, the chef the, the uh, acknowledgement. Becky made this today, but see, we actually have our.
3: Ooh, cookie cookie. ooh yeah, looks and good.
2: We're getting better. See, uh, healing and anti-inflammatory, anti- antioxidant rich smoothie with kiwi, fresh ginger, coconut milk, parsley leaves, hemp hearts and the agave nectar, yum! yummy, like it says there. Pretty simple, two, two ripe kiwis, uh, a little bit of fresh ginger, uh, light coconut milk. Um, I didn't get the canned, I got the, 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 the carton of it this today, but pack leaf, uh, pick fresh parsley leaves, and of course the ever important raw shelled hemp hearts, and then the nectar. So pretty much uh, step-by-step instructions, pretty simple there. And uh, easy to, uh, easy peasy to make. And I'll tell you what, it's got a nice, with that ginger in there, it's got a real nice little zinger to it.
1: Excellent. Mm-hmm. It's got to be healthy.
2: Mm-hmm. It's got to be better than a McDonald's shake, right?
1: <laughs> yes.
2: There we go.
3: What is
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: not hard. To so that's today's recipe. It is a kiwi ginger zinger. Zinger. Smoothie yeah. with hemp hearts. So, Beautiful. Enjoy. Easy to make
1: all right cheers
2: next week we'll be uh again i'll be broadcasting and my my part of my my part of it will be from the neogen headquarters we're going to talk about the raptor uh, brand new test uh testing that they've come out with to be able to help people to monitor their thc levels throughout the growing season so we do not get above that 0.3 so your crop does not have to get destroyed so uh, that's going to be our show for next week so
1: all right. We will have a special guest, my partner and I have manufacturing Tony. It's his birthday. We're gonna bring him in to say hello.
3: Yeah, sweet. No, are those the guys that make that really famous hemp frisbee. <sighs> you mean you mean this frisbee right here? Yeah, I set you up there. I set you up, Dave.
2: Thanks, so. thanks buddy.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Things are That'd moving along rather done. rapidly. It's uh, exciting times.
2: All right. Well, thanks everybody. Enjoyed Ron again. Thank you for all the great information. We enjoyed that. And uh, we'll see you all next week. All All right. right. Have a
3: good week, everyone.
1: Thank you. Thank you for listening to the IHemp Michigan podcast. Have a question, comment, or suggestion, email Dave at ihempmichigan.com.